everybody. Welcome back to the Texas Down Syndrome Chat. I'm your host, Faith Lavario, and the Development Coordinator here at the Down Syndrome Association of South Texas. Welcome to season two of our podcast. We are officially in year two as we started last year in January of 2023. We are so grateful and thankful for all those who have listened and supported this podcast and for all those guests that came on and did an episode with us. We're so grateful and thankful to each and every one of you. And we cannot wait for what is yet to come for this year. With that, let's jump into the DSA STX Minute where we highlight some special events that we have going on real, real soon. So on January 29th, a reminder, we have our Spurs game and tickets are still on sale. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, there's still time to get some. Another event we have coming up is March. We have our Collective Palette, which is our second biggest fundraiser of the year. And we're so excited to be hosting at the Dawson the Dawson Family Hall at the Whitney Museum on March 26th from 6 to 9 p.m. For ticket admission and sponsorship information, please check out our website at www dsasdx.org. Invite your friends, your family, your colleagues, your co-workers um, come out for a night to support the Down Syndrome Association of South Texas, as well as support the San Antonio chefs and artists that will be out there. It's a fun party that's just celebrating Down Syndrome and celebrating the DSASTX. The next event we have coming up, which is a week later, is April 4th, 2024, is our TIDA for Down Syndrome Golf Tournament. This is our second one that we officially are hosting, and it's going to be at the quarry once again. And we're so excited for that. So if you have friends and family or co-workers that love to golf, um, get your teams ready, sign up, register. If you want anybody to sponsor this event, please reach out to us. Also, for any for more information about that and taking a mission, please check out our website as well. So with that, let's introduce our guest. For today's episode, we have two wonderful ladies that are here that are working on a big project that is going to benefit and help grow our community in the near future. And we're so excited to hear more about what they are doing and more about their project, which is the Rice School. We have a few here in Texas and not one in San Antonio yet. So they are launching the Rice School here later this year. And we're so excited to hear more about what they have done and what they're doing and what is yet to come with this new project. Um, we also have our education director, Magali Diaz, who's also here on this interview with us. I'm so grateful and thankful for her to be hosting it with me. And let's welcome Taylor English and Vanessa Hurd. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Hi, Faith. Hi, Magali. Thanks Hello. for having us today. Yes. Oh, we're so happy you guys are here, especially through this whole weather. Texas freeze. Everybody's calling it. Thank you all for coming and getting out here. I hope the roads weren't as bad as it was the past couple of days. Um, so how do you guys like the weather? I love it. I'm so, I'm going out on the limb and saying I absolutely love it. Short term, nice little shock to the system, brisk. Oh, so you do like the cold weather? I love it. I do. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I could do use a little bit warmer weather and I don't go outside with my baby. So we're cooped mm -hmm. up in the house and yeah, I mean, I, I prefer a little warmer, but it's not, I mean, you know. Yeah. And then the whole freak out with the, it's so cold. It's, right. um, let's go uh, raid all the stores. I was and just about <laughs> to say, uh, I went to the store and there's a lot of panic buying going on. Oh the goodness. shelves are empty and I Yep. Didn't really understand why, but it's really cold out. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you feel about the weather, Magali? Well, I love this weather, um, but I'm not super duper cold, and I love making hot soups. So well, that's perfect good. for me. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Only time to make it. But then we have, like, the Texas weather, we have 90% heat, 
and then like 10% cold mm-hmm. months. That's right. So Short term. I'm over here like, oh, I just want it to be warm. I don't, I don't really like the cold. It's not my favorite thing. But then I'm in the summer, I'm like, this is way too hot. Mm, I know. I need the temperature to go down. Yes. Yeah. So I like when it's like more fall, just mm-hmm. the breeze. Cold weather like this kind of gets, my hands get cold. My body gets cold. So I don't really, really like that. Um, so would you like say your favorite season is uh, winter? I, I love mm. living here, but I miss the four seasons. Are you from somewhere else? Yes, I grew up in the Midwest and then spent time mm. on the East Coast. So, oh, but I've been yeah. here 20 years, so I'm a naturalized Texan. <laughs> I've been here more than 20 years in Texas, 26 years. So, wow. I'm, and, I'm near official. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dealing with all this Texas random weather, can I really predict how the year's going to go? You really can't. That's right. Um, how about you, Taylor? What's your favorite season? Um, Fall, I'd say. Fall, yeah. Yeah, definitely fall. But I did have my baby in August. That was Ooh. that was hot. Oh, so, yeah. I can't imagine. Um, I think I appreciate this a little bit more than I did that because, yeah, I was it was a hot a hot time. But um, I'm from Midland. I know you said you're from West Texas, but oh, really? You're from Midland? Uh-huh. I'm from Odessa. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, there like you go. Twenty, wow. not even 20, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I like this climate. I don't know. It's just it's the air's not as dry here. Mm-hmm. Than it is in Midland, yeah. so and it's not as windy. My skin feels better. Yeah, a hundred percent. When the wind was blowing here, I was like, "There's mm-hmm. no dirt." Yeah, because <laughs> it was. You can open your mouth here, here, and you're not. <laughs> it's all dirt. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, that's that's what sex is for you. Well, thank you both for coming. We're so excited um, to have this conversation to get to know more about what you guys are doing. It matters to us about how much our seeing our community grow and how much more opportunities opening up for all of our loved ones. And so could you please tell us a little about who you both are and your background or what you would like to tell us? Well, my name's Taylor and Taylor English. And uh, like I said, I'm from Midland and went to Texas Tech University for college, graduated in three years and got out and didn't know what I wanted to do with my life because college was much easier than the real world. But I didn't meet my husband until I was 30. And so um, got married later in life, obviously. My husband is from Dallas. But um, yeah, so I mean, I'm a mom. That's my background that really consumes my my day to day. And my daughter does have Down syndrome. So very, very busy with, with her and therapy and everything. So, um, but I'm very blessed to be able to be staying at home with her mm-hmm. and my husband's job allows that. So I'm grateful for that. But, yeah. And I'm uh, Vanessa Hurd and I have been in San Antonio for 20 years. I'm a mom of three. The oldest is 19, which still seems very weird to say. Mm-hmm. In my professional life, I identify as an educator and as a nonprofit executive. I love to be involved in launching and growing and building visions. Part of what brings me to this this project, the Rise School of San Antonio, is I have a son with special needs. He has a seizure disorder. And when I first met the founders and started learning about the project, I just really closely identified with what they were going through as young parents and navigating resources available to the special needs community and just that absolute determination you have as a parent to do right by your child. So that's what brings, brings me here. Um, Well, you both are part of this project of the Wright School. Could you explain more about what that school is? 
for families who don't know much. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in and let's <laughs> yeah. definitely tag team. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rice School was founded 40 years ago uh, out of the University of Alabama, actually. Mm. And uh, it originally was started to help kids with physical disabilities, quickly became focused on children with Down syndrome. The Rise School of San Antonio will be the eighth location around the country and the fifth in Texas. So uh, when we heard that Corpus Christi had started a Rise School, I think Taylor and Carter were pretty determined to bring it here. So let me just pass back to Taylor and have her share the story of her determination and Carter's, her husband's, to start the school. Yeah, so um, we moved to San Antonio from Fort Worth, Texas, when I was seven months pregnant. And my daughter is 16 months now. So moving to a city where I didn't know anybody, we were Mm -hmm. leaving our family, our community, our church. It was for my husband's job, an opportunity that we felt like we couldn't pass up on, but it was really hard to leave everybody in your comfort. And, And then, of course, being pregnant with your first baby, you yeah, it was going to be a new journey that was going to be difficult. But fast forward to August 23rd, my daughter was born and we were saddened and shocked to find out that she, despite all of our screenings and blood tests being negative and, and I was high risk. So I had multiple sonograms more than what the average person has. So mm-hmm. it was shocking that they didn't catch it, but she came out and did have trisomy 21. And so it was truly the one of the saddest days of my life. And now it doesn't stop there. I just, the surprise of it was really Mm -hmm. difficult and something that we weren't prepared for. And after the initial shock had sort of worn off and and we're like, okay, you know, we we didn't know anything but what the average person knows about Down syndrome, which is not a lot. There's a big Mm -hmm. misconception about what it is and what people with Down syndrome are capable of. So anyway, my husband, being the person that he has jumped into action, started researching like crazy. I was blacked out as a mother trying to survive <laughs> taking mm-hmm. care of a baby and breastfeeding and, and doing all the things. So we made a really good team though, cause we, we got through it, but um, we quickly found out that there just weren't a lot of resources for people in our situation. Mm-hmm. And so we had friends that we had met who had a child with a disability and, and attended rise in specifically Dallas, a lot of our friends there. And so I came home to my husband and I said, why, why do we not have that here? Because this seems like it's one of the best options and opportunities for a child to thrive. And the early years are so crucial that, and you can't get those back once they're grown. So I said, why don't we have that? And I, I said, we either need to move somewhere or we, we got we to gotta do something about it. And so my husband's very bold and God bless him. I know it seems like you move to a new city, you have a baby, so let's start a school. You know, that's just not usually mm-hmm. um, a, a part of the agenda, but being as bold as he is, he said, let's do it. And so we prayed about it and really felt like God was leading us to do this. Mm-hmm. And here we are, and we're, we've been so grateful that uh, we've had a lot of great reaction from it, and people are seem to care about this, and um, there there needs to be more change, and I know we've come a long way. We're grateful she was born today and not 10 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, because we have come a long way since then, but yeah, that's how we got here, so... And then God blessed us with Vanessa because <laughs> she has been a godsend. How did you guys meet? How did y'all come about this together? Uh, I briefly mentioned that I love to to build visions. Mm-hmm. And I was in between projects and a friend of a friend encouraged me to meet Carter. 
and sat down across from the table. I'm an educator by training. And as I said, I've been involved in the nonprofit community for a lot of years. But what, so I was really compelled by the educational model, which I want to jump into next. Uh, and then really have so much heart for the special needs community, uh, given the experience I had as a young mom and really trying to piece together therapeutic services for my son and knowing full well what Carter, excuse me, what Taylor just mentioned about the early years being so important. And when you can really onboard services and supports in the early years, you can really just change the trajectory of, of a person's life. So I was really moved in hearing the English's personal story and hearkening back to my own and really inspired by the model. And I think there are two things that really make the RISE School special. The first one is it's a pure inclusion model. So in every classroom of 12 kiddos, half of them will be typically developing and half of them will be developmentally delayed, and that will be children with uh, Down syndrome, spina bifida, cerebral palsy, seizure disorders. So my son, had there been a RISE school, I would have enrolled him immediately. So truly a 50-50 inclusion model. And inclusion is obviously terrific for special needs kids in terms of getting them around their typically developing peers, But what most people don't understand is that it's equally beneficial to kids who are typically developing. And one of the most beautiful parts of this project is really helping our community better understand that this is a model that benefits everyone. Mm -hmm. So the inclusion model is part of what makes it special. The second thing that makes it special is that we're used to, in ECI programs, we're used to therapy services being provided one-on-one Usually they're provided either in the home or through a pullout model in the classrooms and in preschool centers. In this model, the therapy is really integrated into the whole learning environment. So what that means is there are 10 hours of therapy every single week in every single RISE classroom, speech, occupational therapy, physical therapy, and music. Mm -hmm. And it happens with the full group, and then it's reinforced one-on-one with the three full-time teachers that are in that classroom. So the teachers are learning side-by-side and and continuously reinforcing therapy throughout the entire year. And it really does just create this, the learning is terrific, but the therapeutic environment just benefits, again, all the children. And so those two things really make the RISE model stand out. And I will say that right now, and I'm very grateful to be able to do this, I do all of Isabel's therapy at home. And it, again, I'm very grateful for the ability to do that, but Mm -hmm. most parents have to work. They both parents have to work, or maybe it is a single parent. And I mean, I'm learning so much, but that's just not the, you know, again, you can't just sit there with your child that people don't have the time to do that. And so there needs to be a place where they can drop their kid off. And I mean, most trust that they're going to get what they need there and then they're going to come home and then they're going to do it again tomorrow. And so we just, we want a place where parents can feel good and confident about that and knowing that their child's getting the best. And as parents, if we don't advocate for our child, who will? And I mean, with Isabel, I, although she may have Down syndrome, 
we all as parents want to set our children up for success and give them the tools to be successful. And why can't Isabel have that too? She should have it. it and yeah, we're only hindering people with disabilities by putting them with other kids with disabilities and not with typically developing children because they learn so much from them. And so, yeah, the inclusive model is so it's wonderful. Hopefully everybody starts to understand that if they don't, but, um, but yeah, so. Hey, it's, it's kind of inspiring. And the reason why I thought it was such a great idea to have you guys on our podcast is because, you know, if you didn't know, we're celebrating our 30 years this year and it started with just six families who had the same thing of just wanting to find ways to give their kid a better future. And it started with just meeting with each other in basements. And then it grew into what we are 30 years later. And we're helping not just six families. We're helping over 1,300 families who have a place that they can come and just have their kids have friends, a support system, a community that's embraces them that supports them um that wants the best for them I and mean, it's it's crazy because i'm like i can imagine what the rise school can be in the next 30 years and just how much of impact you guys are making for the future it's just we we don't know that till then but just seeing how much right now it can do for this set of kids yeah is, is amazing because i mean magali had um her daughter 10 11 years ago yes and i i got to stay home with her like mm-hmm. you but I also felt like I wasn't a therapist. And as much as I did what the therapists were teaching me, I still felt like, well, what else can she be doing? I wasn't working. So I wasn't even like looking for a preschool or a daycare. But that would have been nice, like a nice little option to have. And we do get that question all the time. Either parents messaging us or posting on our social mm-hmm. media groups asking where can I take my kid? Like, what is a daycare that you guys trust with my mm-hmm. son with, let's just say they have a G-tube and a lot of daycares don't want to take him. So we get a lot of those questions. And I mean, for the past 11 years, I've only known about Brighton Center being mm-hmm. inclusive and having kids with disabilities along typically developing kiddos. So it's nice that there is someone else coming to to help. But yeah, there there wasn't any options like this. And I do have a lot of friends in Austin. So I knew of the Austin Rice School, mm-hmm. friends in Houston and the Rice School. So when I heard about the Rice School here, I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. We don't have one. And I mean, we're as large as Austin or mm-hmm. Houston, I would yeah. think. So it's it's nice. Yeah. What, what you said is really important. And one of the things that we're keenly aware of is that <clears throat> anytime you start something in a new community, you're building on the efforts of others, you're building on the backs of others. So we're just delighted that the Down Syndrome Association exists and that you all have done so much to kind of expand your community. In the last, um, you said, 30 years, which is incredible. We're really grateful to the other early childhood centers in San Antonio that are doing some great work. We have an opportunity through this model just to introduce a, a new model that is widely considered to be best in class. But we're really working to collaborate with a lot of other providers mm-hmm. in San Antonio as well. This should be the norm mm-hmm. for any child with a developmental disability. They should have access to mm-hmm. an inclusive environment. They should have ready access to the four 
therapies that I mentioned that will be provided at RISE. This should be the norm, not the exception. And so we're really excited to, again, to build on the backs of others that have been doing such great work in our community and to collaborate to think about how can RISE really be a part of sharing and spreading this model throughout San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And like what Magali had mentioned, going back of her not feeling like a, a therapist, like we're all on a well, I'm not, but all of these parents are on similar journeys, but they're also different because you're a different parent. You're a diff- that's a di- you're a, you have a different child and how you feel comfortable and what you don't feel comfortable and having a place like you, you and your husband both work too. Some people don't get that opportunity, like you said, Taylor. Um, so they need a place they can trust. Right. And even when times that you didn't work, you know, you as a mom wanted other people to come help and having the opportunity, more opportunity for more parents to be like, okay, if I feel like I can't do this, what else is out there for me to do? So big hats off to you guys. And thanks to just continue to do what you do. And I'm just standing from the the back. Like I don't have a child with, I don't have any children actually, (laughs) but it inspires me. I mean, I'm, I'm only in my twenties, but it it just makes me think of like, what else can we do for our community? Whether it's not even a community that I'm technically in, it's one I would love to support. I would making sure that we are giving as much opportunity for these kids to shine for these adults to continue to shine because we have adults that come here too. And sometimes after 18, after 22, after they get out of the education system, it's like, what else is for them? You know? And so that's why I'm really, I'm really happy to see programs like ours and other organizations that have opportunity like that to continue to just support them and allow them to be part of a community. Like we all get the chance to do. So like I said, thank you. And I hearing both your stories. I'm like, it makes me I don't know, it just makes me happy just knowing that something like this is starting and hearing your story too, Taylor. I love hearing stories about how, you know, when you learned about your daughter and you have you speaking might be the same feeling any other mom is feeling right now and going through the same thing. Um, So I know you touched, Vanessa, on some of the benefits of the Rice School. Um, What would you say is the difference, some differences between like a typical preschool or school to the Rice School? Yeah, so I think it kind of comes back to our founding and our model. Because we're not growing out of the ECI program, the ECI program really starts with therapy as its core and Mm -hmm. and the one-on-one delivery of services. We're starting and we're we're opening a, a preschool. So we're starting with learning and child development at the base of everything we do, and then we're integrating into that everything we know that benefits all children and especially those with developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. So learning is at the core. The therapy is really integrated into that. And it's a huge difference. When you walk into a RISE classroom, um, I I can't always come up with the right word, but it's just pretty. There Mm -hmm. are three full-time trained adults, a lead teacher who either has a master's or is pursuing a master's, a certified teacher, and an assistant teacher. And then there's often a therapist in there, a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, a music therapist, or a speech language pathologist. And you walk in and you see these four adults and you have no idea who's in charge because they're all on the floor working with children in exactly the same way. And you just see all these adults with joy reinforcing everything that you want for your child face-to-face with your child. You see lots of smiles, lots of joy, lots of curiosity. 
And it's just a really pretty, pretty thing. Um, one other thing that we need to mention as well is we're doing this in collaboration mm-hmm. with Christus Children's Hospital, which just provides so many added benefits. We have free space that we're able to use for the preschool itself, for the RISE school. Three of the four therapists are going to be Christus employees that are lending their services to the RISE school. So all of these things help make it more affordable and accessible Mm -hmm. to families, but they also just provide an extra level of security. If you know that if something happens to your child, you're steps away from a hospital that specializes in many of the the same disabilities that we're going to be serving. So it's just a really, just a terrific element to the to the work at RISE. Yeah. So a lot of people who listen to our podcasts are, are families and people who are already connected with us, but also other people, part of the community. But focusing on our families, how would they go about trying to get their child to attend this yeah, with school? Yeah, the application. Yes, like so, a- so brass tacks. Um, <laughs> and thank you so much for asking the question. We are working diligently to get the word out. Uh, so two ways right now, to three ways to communicate w- with us. First of all, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're constantly putting out news every single day. Um, questions, please communicate at this address, info at riseschoolsa.org. Um, timeline for enrollment. We are going to be starting the second week in February with weekly Playdates, and these are going to be hosted at First Presbyterian Church downtown. Stay tuned. We're going to be posting about the details on our social media channels this week. It's an hour-long session where you and your child can come. As a parent, you'll get to meet and visit with some of the RISE staff and learn more about the model, and your child will have an opportunity to play and interact with the therapists in the program so that we can begin to get to know his or her unique needs and also issues that we're, we'll be targeting as a student. Very important because these years are so important when they're little bitties, we are starting at the youngest age range. RISE will be for children ages one to six. Next year we're opening, and by next year I mean August of 2024, we are opening with two classrooms for one-year-olds in one classroom and two-year-olds in another so if you are mom to or a dad or a parent or caregiver to a six-month-old or to an 18-month-old, please, please, please get in touch. Um, again, the first two classrooms are going to be for ones and twos, and we'll be communicating about the playdates, which are an important part of the enrollment process uh, this week. That's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> that's coming soon. You're yes. saying next year, but it's 2024 is, 2024 yes. is now. That's um, what the calendar happening. says. Yes. <laughs> here we are in 2024. It feels weird. Uh, right? Where yeah. is the location of the Ray School? The location is going to be at the corner of the Christus Children's Campus that's downtown, and it's just mm-hmm. a block from 281 and I 10. So, really easily accessible for parents who need to either get home or get back to work. And they are providing us free space. So the physical address is 414 North San Saba Street. So right at the intersection of San Saba and Martin. You said the enrollment starts 
in February, correct? Yes, yes ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So stay tuned to the social media, Facebook and Instagram. We'll be posting details about how to start that enrollment process and how to sign up for a play date this week. That's amazing. It's all happening really, really quickly. I didn't know if I, if I would have known, probably would have asked you guys to come on a little a couple months ago so we can pre- prepare for that. But I know our families would love to hear that it's coming sooner than later, you know, and, and it's happening now. Do you have anything else you wanted to ask them, Magali? I think I'm interested in knowing, uh, I know it's like a private school, right? So what if our parents can't afford to pay tuition, yeah. which is a you know, it's a rising cost. (laughs) Uh, Well, I will just uh, hats off to Taylor and Carter who have been aware of that from the very, very beginning. So a couple things. Yes, it's a private model principally because we can move fast Mm -hmm. in opening it. So there are benefits to, to having a private model. We are a nonprofit organization. So don't want to confuse those two things. We are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. So in terms of tuition, the model includes all of the therapy and all of the learning, and it's for 11 months out of the school year to make things easier on parents in the summer. We have committed that tuition, the cost of tuition, is only going to cover about 50 to 60% of what we are going to be spending on your child every single year. So we're going to subsidize the cost of this model from the very beginning. And on top of that, we are going to be providing scholarship and financial assistance to at least half of our families. So we're very committed to making this model as accessible as it can be. Um, It is still a tuition-based model. Mm -hmm. We cannot provide it free, but we're going to do our very best to make it as accessible as possible for San Antonio's families. Yeah, that's really important to us, so... Right. And like you said, it includes the therapies. So mm-hmm. therapies alone uh-huh. mm-hmm. are oh goodness, yes. ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's something, you know, um, it, we can all uh, identify with mm-hmm. around the table. You know, and I remember, I know Taylor's in the thick of it now. Magali, you have been with your daughter, seeing your aunt Faith. And I remember with my son trying to get as many hours of therapy as we could, fighting the insurance companies to try to get them to reimburse for a fraction of it. So to be able to provide that through the model itself, we think will be really uh, beneficial to San Antonio's families. Yeah. And especially, like I said, in, the, in this time where everything out is out with, like I said, cost of living and everything. So anything could be really helpful for any of our families. So with us, we try as much as possible to keep our programs low cost or free, but stuff that does cost, we try to do as much as we can to make sure our families can benefit from all that everybody else gets the chance to do. So Mm -hmm. was there anything else you wanted to add about the school, about you guys? Just, just hope that people understand that this isn't, you know, this is an already established model and Mm -hmm. we don't need to prove that it's already been proven. And so Mm -hmm. we just, yeah, we want to bring it to the city and we, you know, the only people suffering from this not being here is, are the children, which they're innocent. And we, Mm -hmm. Again, we all want the best for our kids. And although our daughter was the motivation behind this, we want this for all these children to come, current children that aren't born yet. And, you know, we want we want to make this readily available for families. And although we're my husband, I guess I credit for being the researcher and, and you know, he'll research till he's blue in the face. But a lot of people aren't like that. So if the information isn't at the surface, then 
they're not going to be curious enough to go find it, or, or maybe they don't have the resources to find it, you know, internet, whatever. But mm-hmm. we just, it's so important for us to, to have this information, like I said, readily available and have a place that they can trust and know that their children are getting what they need. And because I, I mean, I, I felt lost in the beginning of this and a year later, fast forward, I mean, my daughter brings us so much joy and I love her so much. And I can't imagine life without her wouldn't take down syndrome from her because then it would take away Isabel. But I, I just, I want to give her every opportunity and I want other families and other moms that feel lost the way that I have. I, I don't want them to feel that way. I'd like to help make them feel more comfortable in the process. And I've certainly gotten that from our therapists that we use through, we, we do Easter seals and I want to credit them for being as wonderful as they are. Cause they have taught me so much about down syndrome and just that everything's going to be okay. And so again, we want to provide that for families and help them through this. So and that's really inspiring to hear you say that, because also like our, our mission is to do the same, you know, have that place where our families, because um, a lot of them don't know about mm-hmm. Down syndrome. Like with with me, like I will know, like, OK, um, I not know what to expect, but know the idea of how my child could um, their future be, because I seen my aunt and she mm-hmm. was spectacular and the best, you know, and I see like other kids and adults. So. Yeah. So I was just going to say, it's great to hear all that you guys are doing. And um, if there's nothing else, Magali, do you want to continue? No, I'm just excited that you guys are here. And if we can help in any way, we're giving you the space right now, but we're here to collaborate and we'll promote you with our families. Our families call us and they ask for guidance or they go on those groups and it's just one more resource to have for them, yeah. have options. So we're excited to collaborate with you guys. Well, thank you. And on that note, we look forward to being at the education conference next Friday, the <gasps> 26. 26th. That's right. <laughs> and to seeing as many families as possible on February 16th for your your monthly um, uh, Oh, February. Education. It should be like the 20th something. It's the, la- it's the fourth Saturday okay. of the month. Correct. No, she's also going to be presenting. Oh, parent education. oh I'm so sorry. Yeah, Very 16. Okay. I thought you were trying the new bre- breakfast. I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, they no, can no. come to the exactly. Yeah, we'll come to a lot too. of things going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Our new families love to learn. That's where we have Magali and Brian, our executive director, does it to get a feel of the organization. But Magali's one, so she has because she has the experience of having a child and kind of knowing how they feel and kind of just being there for them to feel what they want to feel and um, be her- feel heard, I guess. Um, so, yeah. So, but thank you guys so much for coming on. We appreciate all that you're doing for our community and what is yet to come for you guys. And we're excited for our, what we both can do in the near future as well. Yeah. So, thank Thanks you so much for this opportunity. I know. Thank you again for the opportunity. We really, really appreciate it. So everyone, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much to Taylor and Vanessa for coming out and speaking more about the Rice School. We're so grateful for what you are doing for our community. And thank you so much for giving us more resources and opportunity and information to help um, our loved ones with Down syndrome. So thank you so much, guys, for coming out. And with that, let's jump into our DSA STX recap. So this is just a quick roundup of all the things that are happening 
um, every month. And so we're going to talk about February as February is coming up. We have our ongoing program like Club Night for 18 and up every Wednesday night. We have our new program, our teen social for ages 13 to 17, every first Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. That's a new program we started this year and we're so excited to keep it going. We also have our Kids Connection program every second Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. for ages 6 to 12 years old. Continuing on, we have our music and movement that we just brought back this year. Every first and third Saturdays, we have our fitness program that's restarting here in February as well. Every second Saturday as well. Um, And then we have our Rackets Up program that starts with six-week sessions throughout the year. And we are working on further dates. Um, Stay tuned to our website, on our website and our social media accounts on when those sessions will start back up. In February, we also have our Family Fun Day, which is the fourth Saturday of every month. And this month, we also have our new and expectant parent breakfast. So if you know a parent that's expecting or you have you are new parents, please join us for our breakfast with our executive director and our education director, um, who will both be there and provide you resources and information about the DSA STX. So, yeah, we're so excited for all that's still happening and all the new things that are happening for the DSA STX. So for more information on these programs and events to re- and to register, please visit our website at dsastx.org or contact us for any further questions. Also, you can follow us on most social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at DSASTX. We also have monthly blogs posted on our website each and every month, as well as a new episode on the podcast. So be sure to check out next month's episode as well. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to discuss about on this podcast, please email us and we would love to make it happen. And so, yeah, if you're listening to today's episode, please feel free to leave a rating or review on any platform you're listening on and let us know how much you enjoyed today's episode. Again, thank you so much to Taylor and Vanessa for coming out. We cannot wait to see um, the rice school open and what you guys are continuing to do. Hope you all guys are staying warm and bearing with this January weather. I also wish you guys a happy new year as as this month is still January. And yeah, I'll see you all in next month's episode. See you in February.